Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stephen King cast, one man's musings on the works of Stephen King. Once I reviewed each of his works in the chronological order of publication, but Ka is a wheel, it all goes round again, and here I am once more back at the beginning on a new phase of the journey to examine each of the endings of the works of Stephen King to determine whether or not King deserves his reputation for having an inability to successfully land his endings. The focus of the podcast is going to be to examine the climax, falling action, and resolution of the endings to each of his novels and break it down by character, themes, conflict, and plot to determine whether or not it meets the criteria of being an objectively good ending. I will also weigh in on whether or not I happen to personally like the ending. Okay, guys, um, so today's episode will be focused on the drawing of the three. And I'm going to dive right into it. No emails today, no iTunes reviews. I just wanted to, to, to really get right into it. So, But I will say that if anybody does have a couple minutes on their times, uh, on their hands, uh, uh, you know, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. It really, really helps me out. Um, and as always, feel free to write into stephenkingcast at yahoo.com to share all your thoughts on Stephen King. Okay, so here's the Wikipedia so that we have some context for the drawing of the three. The book begins less than seven hours after the end of the Dark Tower, uh, the gunslinger, after the man in black has described the gunslinger's fate using tarot cards. Roland wakes up on a beach, and he is suddenly attacked by strange lobster-like creatures, which he dubs lobstrosities. He kills the creature, but not before losing the index and middle fingers on his right hand and most of his right big toe. His untreated wounds soon become infected. Feverish and losing strength, Roland continues north along the beach, where he eventually encounters three doors. Each door opens onto New York City at different periods in time. As Roland passes through these doors, he brings back the companions who will join him on his quest to the Dark Tower. The first door labeled the prisoner brings Eddie Dean, a young heroin addict in the process of smuggling cocaine into New York for the drug lord Enrico Balazar. Roland brings Eddie back through the door so Eddie can hide the cocaine and get through the customs inspection, but the agents have become suspicious and subject him to a lengthy interrogation and surveillance. Balazar learns of these events and kidnaps Eddie's heavily addicted older brother, Henry, to force Eddie to deliver the drugs. At Balazar's bar, Eddie claims he can produce the drugs from the bathroom. Eddie is strip-searched and the bathroom is torn apart and no drugs are found. Eddie is eventually allowed to enter the bathroom completely naked and accompanied by one of Balazar's henchmen. In the bathroom, Eddie forcibly drags the henchman into the gunslinger's world. During a brief scuffle, the henchman is injured by Roland and then eaten alive by the lobstrosities. Eddie and Roland re-enter the bathroom, and overhearing that Henry has died from an accidental heroin overdose given by Balazar's men, engage in a lengthy but victorious shootout. While still mourning the death of his brother, Eddie decides to throw in his lot with Roland. Before the pair return through the door, they acquire some antibiotics Balazar kept in his bathroom for junkies with infected arms. With Eddie trending, tending to him, Roland slowly recovers from his infection. The second door, labeled The Lady of Shadows, reveals Odetta Holmes, a black woman with dissociative identity disorder, active in the civil rights movement. She is wealthy and missing her legs below the knees after being pushed in front of a subway train. Odetta is completely unaware that she has an alternate personality, a violent predatory woman named Detta Walker that was brought on by head trauma at a young age. Roland and Eddie are forced to contend with both of these personalities when Roland forcibly brings Odetta's body into this world, with Detta suppressing Odetta most of their travels. Eventually, Odetta returns, and she and Eddie venture alone towards the final door after Roland's infection returns even stronger than before. The pair eventually find the third door labeled the Pusher, 
where Eddie leaves Odetta armed with one of Roland's revolvers and hurries back with her wheelchair to retrieve Roland. When they return, Odetta is gone, and Detta hides waiting to strike. After Roland enters the third door, Detta captures Eddie and uses him as bait for the lobstrosities, hoping to force Roland to come back and return her to her own world. Instead of revealing a new companion, the third door leads Roland to Jack Mort, a sociopath who takes sadistic pleasure in injuring and killing random strangers, and the man responsible for the head trauma that created Odetta Holmes' alternate personality, the loss of Odetta slash Detta's legs, and the death of Jake Chambers. Roland arrives in Jack's body just as he is about to push Jake into traffic and uh, from the, the gunslinger and stops him from doing so. Under Roland's control, Jack acquires the medicine and ammunition Roland needs to survive, then jumps in front of the same subway that hit Odetta slash Detta years earlier. Roland returns to his world just before impact, having made sure that Detta slash Odetta sees Jack's death in order to force the two personalities to confront each other. As they attempt to cancel each other out, they merge into a third stronger personality, Susanna Dean. Susanna stops Lobstrasis from trying to eat Eddie. As the group travels away from the beach, Eddie, having broken his drug addiction after a painful withdrawal, begins to fall in love with Susan, Susanna. Both owe their lives to Roland, but he is acutely aware that he may eventually need to sacrifice them to reach the tower. All right, so here is what um, I asked you guys on uh, Facebook to just share some thoughts about the ending to the drawing of the three before I get into my own thoughts on the drawing of the three. And by all accounts, it looks like the, um, the consensus on the conclusion to the drawing of the three is far and away very positive. Um, one, one report was uh, the final stretch of that book is relentless. Everything from the scene in the pharmacy Forward is extremely exciting. Great ending to a great novel. Corey writes, solid ending, making way for my favorite book in the DT series. Um, <clears throat> another writes, one of the best books, in my own opinion, or in my humble opinion. Um, I have someone else writing, love this book, my fave in the series, just glad I didn't have to wait for the next book. Um, and then I have uh, the last one writing, I love this book, and I think the ending is great. It's been long enough that I don't remember the details, but I remember the ending leaving me so excited to see what's going to happen next. So Bryant, Corey, John, Wes, and Aaron, uh, thank you for, for writing in and, and uh, sharing me your thoughts. Um, so yeah, I, I, no one has written in to say that this is a bad ending and that this is an ending that, that doesn't work. Um, so let, let's talk about it in a little bit more detail to, to see whether or not I think that it works and see whether or not I like it and the reasons why. So the, we're going to talk about it from the climax onward. So Roland enters the third door and Odetta uses the opportunity to tie Eddie up. As Lobstrosis come, Roland discovers the third door belongs to the man that made Odetta slash Detta and killed Jake. He gets the drugs that he needs to save himself from the infection back on Midworld, but it's a race against time as the infection spreads and the Lobstrosis come for Eddie. So that's the climax. The following action is Roland kills Jack Mort before Jack can kill Jake, returns to the beach, Detta and Odetta merge into Susanna, and our resolution is in the fallout of their drawing, Eddie begins to fall in love with Susanna, kicks the withdrawals, and Roland contemplates the future and what role his new quartet will play in the quest to achieve the tower. So when discussing the end of this book, I'm going to ask uh, a couple questions. Um, the following questions. Does it provide an appropriate conclusion to its characters that are consistent with the characters' actions, conflicts, or themes from the book? And I would say yes. Eddie's dormant heroism and good-heartedness is on display, and we've grown to care about him so much throughout the book that he functions perfectly as the damsel in distress. 
considering the previous book had concluded with the ruthless murder of a child, there's no guarantee that King wouldn't have Eddie eaten alive by monster lobsters and have Fingerless Roland stuck with nightmarish Detto Walker. Detta's trollish personality is problematically steeped in racial stereotypes that are simultaneously offensive and appropriate for the character. Um, so all around and, you know, at, at the end, um, the, the strength of both characters are able to combine into a third um, character that, as we, spoiler alert for the rest of the, the Gunslinger series, becomes um, one of the toughest, strongest uh, um, Gunslingers that Roland has ever encountered and certainly um, the toughest of the bunch in, in Roland's quartet. So I would say, yeah, it is a, an appropriate conclusion to the characters as they had been presented earlier in the novel. Um, the next question is, uh, plot-based, does it necess does it successfully wrap up the plot? Specifically, do the events build upon one another with consistency? <laughs> yeah, it's a ridiculously harrowing ending. I mean, this is King firing on all of King's cylinders. He's at the top of his game at this point in his career, um, and he's returning to the first time to a previously um, established story, which is not something that he had done prior to this. I mean, th this book is a mean, tensed muscle of a novel. It's pure 80s, ready to be injected straight into your veins. The mob, addiction, New York City, drug running, all barreling towards a conclusion in and out of two worlds with a ticking time bomb of infection and a quest to save a young boy's life to prevent a future that could change our hero's past. That's wild. It's a wild book. Um, it's a wonderful ending. The plot builds upon one another. It gets tenser as we head towards the ending. Um... And all through it, King is able to ground us um, in the moment. So even though we are flipping in and out of two different worlds, different time periods, characters seeing things that they shouldn't see, um, and the, the surreality is crashing into the reality, King lays it out in such an easy, easy easily... What am I trying to say here? I, I'm sorry, I can't speak. Um, King is presenting it in such... An easy read, um, even though that it, it appears as though it was easy for him, it's easy for us to ingest, which is which is uh, not easy to do. So, what is the uh, most famous scene in the novel, and does it appear in the conclusion of the story? Uh, this question is not uh, necessarily indicative of whether or not it is a good ending, but it's one that I like to ask anyway. Um, it's books like this that make me really enjoy asking this question. Um, I, I don't think that the uh, most famous scene of the novel takes place in the end. Um, and it made me wonder what the most famous or iconic scene is. Um, the candidates, of course, being Roland being attacked by the Lobstrosities on the beach, which is just a, a wild way to, to start the book um, with our character who is defined by his ability to use his hands to fire guns all of a sudden cannot um, fire guns from his dominant hand. That is, um, that's a ballsy move. Spoiler alert for, for Game of Thrones. I mean, when, when Jamie Lannister um, has his hand cut off, uh, it's a very similar moment when, when you are identified by um, your physicality and that physicality is removed. Um, that, that's a, that, that was such a good move on, on King's part. Uh, Roland stepping through the door um, for the first time and our introduction to Eddie. It's a great scene. The shootout in Balazar's Tower. Um, you know, none of these scenes occur in the conclusion of the novel, which is a testament to how good this book is from beginning to end. And are there other factors that we need to consider? Um, so like I said, at this point in his career, King is completely crushing it. 
he's eliminated um, the, the, the flowery emotion uh, from Salem's lots. Um, he's created a name for himself. He's living as a legend. He is in full control of his powers, and this is the first time that he's returned to a previously established existing work. To come back to the world of the gunslinger was a radical idea then, and it is now, because he very rarely goes back, even though he dips his toes with references here and there. He doesn't give us sequels, you know. Doctor Sleep is a sequel to The Shining. Black House is a sequel to um, The Talisman. But even then, th those books are, are, are very divisive among the fandom because they are so different. Um, they really operate as their own their own stories um, with the information from the prior book uh, functioning as past as prologue. Um, you know, and, and I've long been on record um, you know, saying that with Dr. Sleep, um, it is a perfect companion piece to The Shining, that it, it zigs where The Shining zags. Um, and similarly, Black House is a wonderful companion piece to The Talisman. Um, because the talisman is this globe-trotting um, adventure, um, this epic um, story in which a cross-country adventure is, is occurring across two different worlds, and the scope is very vast, where it, wherein Black House, the scope is very insular, um, and it is, it's, a, it's a smaller scope. Um, the first book is an adult, or a, a child trying to save an adult, the second book is an adult trying to save a child. So th there's wonderful, purposeful inversion. Um, so I, I just, I like when King steps back into a world. He does not recreate what he had done before. He takes what had, had been done before, and then he moves it forward in new and exciting ways. And so he starts doing that here with, uh, with the drawing of the three and continues to do so. No two Dark Tower books feel the same. I mean, so when he gets to um, the the wastelands, um, the wastelands, you know, it's a wonderful extension from Drawing of the Three. But he really starts to move into heavy sci-fi and fantasy territory, and then he gets into Wizard and Glass, and then he steps away from the present primarily to give us a wonderful love story and tragedy in the past. While in the present, we are, it, it becomes very hallucinatory. Um, and 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 um, surreal. And then in Wolves of the Kala, uh, it is simultaneously a dread starts to build while the location itself is primarily um, focused on, on one particular town. Song of Susanna is just kind of a breath that we take. And then, of course, we have um, the Dark Tower, which... Uh, I, I'm really glad for the purposes of, of this podcast that I revisited the Dark Tower, the series, and reread the Dark Tower because I feel the, the, the pain on every page of that book. And it's wonderful. Um, so for King to, you know, uh, to go back to the well, um, that it was new territory for him, um, and that's definitely something that, that needs to be considered when discussing this book. So two questions that I'm going to ask myself now. Do I like the ending and is it a good ending? And the answer to both is yes. I happen to like this ending very much. And I think for all of the the reasons that we had talked about in terms of plot and character, uh, yeah, it is a good ending. Um, which means that as of right now, I have liked 14 out of 14 endings. Um, and 13 out of 14 endings have 
met the criteria of being objectively good, the only outlier being Christine, which I don't think is a good ending, but it's one that I happen to, to still like. So um, that's where we are with that. It's a, just a short episode this week, guys. Um, and that's all that I got. Uh, so I, I hope that you're all doing well, and I'll be back next week. So um, may you have long days and pleasant nights, and I'll see you here next week where M-O-O-N spells Stephen King cast.